After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. All right, Tommy, what in the world is going on in the NBA today with the Boston Celtics? Uh, it's crazy. It's been a pretty heavy 24 to 48 hours in the NBA. First, you have the situation in Phoenix with their owner, Robert Sarver, and coming out and saying that he's going to try to sell the team because he's been suspended for an entire year. Due to the workplace culture there in Phoenix, that was that's already happened. That's going on right now as far as his announcement. But then just within the last couple of hours, Boston Celtics head coach Ime Udoka uh, apparently had an improper, intimate, and consensual relationship with a female member of the team's staff. That's a violation of the franchise's code of conduct. And ESPN, Adrian Wojnarowski, is reporting that Udoka could be suspended for the entire season coming up for the NBA. Um, and that's a big Woj bomb that was dropped within the last couple of hours. Um, yeah, it's kind of been a heavy couple of news days for the NBA. It's uh, it, it's I, it's called, again, improper, intimate, and consensual relationship. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But now ESPN just this morning saying it could be a full season suspension. This is a team that expects to compete for an NBA title this year. I I don't know. I'm I'm going to just honestly, I'm going to step back from it because it's weird. It seems like that punishment for a team that's competing at a high level, like everyone's trying to say, oh, it's consent. Well, some, something is going on here. Or the Celtics wouldn't drop a hammer like this, I would think. Like this, there's there's something else to this. There has to be, right? Like this is a strange situation. Yeah, it is. And you you also think about just the way Yudoka has been um celebrated in the NBA as a you know bright up and coming star. I mean, he led the Celtics to the Eastern Conference Championship and they went to the NBA Finals against the Warriors in his very first season as head coach. I mean, they the Celtics sort of crowned him as the the next, you know, big time coaching star in the NBA. He was a disciple of Greg Popovich in San Antonio uh for a long time as an assistant down there. Um this is quite a disappointing turn in up to this point, what has been a really bright future uh, for Udoka. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of this story. Like it's it's been a hard one for me to follow. So I again, I'm stepping back on it because I think there's something else here we don't know yet. So I'm not going to sit here and like say the Celtics are doing the wrong thing or anything like that because I just don't think we have all the information. So I, I don't think my, my question, any way we do. 
yeah, my question then to you would be, let's say that, and, and we don't know the full terms of the story. And so we're, you know, speculating on this a little bit, but let's say that the Celtics come down with a full year long suspension at that point, you know, you're going to have to look at an interim head coach. Is it just easier for the future of the franchise to cut ties with them completely? Oh man. Um, again, it's a full year. Again, I think it depends. I think it depends on what happened here. Like, if they're just really strict on, like, inner office romance, then that's one thing, right? That that seems um, – that seems unlikely for a full year suspension. Again, it seems like there's something else there. So I don't know how to answer that until we know more about what happened. If if they are that strict and this is just a punishment for an inner office romance, then no, I, I think you come back from this clean because you'll have a fine, you know, you'll have a fine court of public opinion perception. But yeah, I think you consider it if if this is something where the public is going to like cringe, right? But okay, I I don't know how to answer it because this is a little bit unprecedented, right? When because all we've been told right now is this consensual relationship within the organization. I don't know anything about Yudoka's personal life. None. Don't know if he's single. Don't know if he's married. Like, I don't know anything about him, right? Um, so I don't know why this suspension would be so severe unless there's something else to it. And if that something else to it ends up being something that we're all going to say, oh, my goodness, you know, like, good Lord, what is what is good? then, yeah, I think you consider it. But, you know, right now this appears to be the path they're willing to take. I don't know, man. It, again, it's a strange story. Yeah, it's it's messy. And, you know, I think of other coaches in other leagues that have been, you know, suspended for an entire season. And the most recent one I can think of would probably be the Astros and the, the, the whole controversy in, in Major League Baseball a couple of years ago. Um, you know, A.J. Hinch. And, of course, these were league suspensions coming down from Major League Baseball entirely. But uh, the Astros just completely cut ties with with Hinch. Now, it's a different – it's apples and oranges. It's not the same situation entirely. But, you know, Alex Cora, his involvement, he was uh, suspended by the Red Sox, but he's back as their manager now. Um, you know, so I, I'm trying to think of times where – the only thing that stands out to me is that we're, we're talking about – a potential full season. Like if it was a partial, if he was suspended for a few games or a couple months or whatever, all right, you hang with them, you promote an assistant to interim coach for a little while, but a full year, depending on what level of involvement, if any, he can have with the organization during that year, might just be better off for the front office to say, look, we, we, we were high on you. We thought that you were, you know, a great coach. You've had success with us in your short time as, as head coach, but a full year is pretty extensive. We're going to have to go a different direction. Of course, we don't know the inner workings. We don't know the details, but I'm with you. Like, this is a, a weird story, and the fact that it is a full year, it just stands out to me. Yeah, it's uh, – I, I don't know. It, it's a story that I've got to just sort of shake my head at a little bit until we get more information. I'm, I'm going to hold out and, and not have a real take on it. At this point, and I think the information we, we have real takes on things, right? I, right, I know. I, I don't like to have hot takes if, if <laughs> because I don't want to have a hot take today that could change tomorrow, right? Like, sure. I sure it seems like a harsh punishment, 
but I can't say that until we know what happened. And and I'm going to guess that we're going to find out because it's a it's a it's a story very much in the spotlight. Another story in the not in the spotlight, and certainly a totally different story and one that we probably are more comfortable having a hot take on. Tommy, I saw you, and it, it's it's sort of an obscure Nebraska blog, but there was a thought right out on social media that the Huskers might be interested in Eric Bieniemy. I bring this up because that component of it is combined with now Lance Leipold doing a couple of more interviews where he seems more firm in his commitment to Kansas. Um, so the you know the Nebraska job is going to loom over this season for us around here heavy now for potentially another reason do you think nebraska would really be interested in the enemy um and how good a fit might that be the enemy has college experience obviously he's done he spent some time there but that was an interesting one to me yeah that kind of came out of nowhere so this is a um nebraska message board blog it's called the platinum board um it's the only place that I've been able to find this so far. And so the, the good thing about me uh, compared to you is that I'm not a reputable journalist. So I don't have to go and source, you know, my, my info and find a you know, bunch of different confirmations and all of that. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I found this is kind of an ex- obscure blog, but uh, there, the rumor is that Trev Alberts met with Eric Bieniemy on Monday night about the head coaching uh, position at Nebraska. Um, and he's not a name that has been brought up really at all by anybody else up to this point. And the more that I thought about it, if this is in fact true that he did meet with Trev Alberts, I love it. I think it's a, a great fit. Um, you know, Bienemy had great success uh, in college, of course, as a player with Colorado. He's had time uh, coaching in, in the college ranks. Uh, and I think that this would be a good fit for him. Uh, and it's high profile enough that I think it makes sense for him to leave his role if he's offered this job to go to Nebraska. And so it, the more that I thought about it, and I don't know what your take is on this, but the more that I thought about it, I was like, why didn't we think of him in the first place? Like, this is a name that probably should have been on the list from day one. Maybe. Um I've always said Bienemy has the you know the swag that he is a motivator, and that plays in college, right? That plays well in college. The the remember the all the drama swirling about Bienemy and you know was he really a good play caller and was there a rift there and all that stuff? I don't know what I would take away from that. Bienemy seems like he'd be a really good recruiter uh, to me, and. And I think we all feel like he's ready to lead a team in some capacity. So, yeah, I mean, I could get on board with a B-enemy hire. I think the fans would get on board with a B-enemy hire. I don't know that it's what Nebraska needs. Um, if I Okay, so you're in, you're in the Nebraska big seat there, and you get to make the call. Would you rather have B-enemy or Urban Meyer? Uh, I think for a long-term fit, the more that I think about it, the enemy for sure. Um, and again, I go back to me saying, I, the more I thought about it, I was like, why didn't I think of him in the first place? I think it's a really good fit. And I think the one thing that potentially stands in the enemy's way is the thing that it's, it's kind of been a knock on him 
throughout the last couple of years as he's interviewed for head coaching positions. And there's this perception or this narrative, and I don't know how accurate it is. I've never sat in the room and watched him, but this narrative that he's not a very good interview. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. That might be unfair. That's just what we've heard over the last couple of years. Uh, so I, I wonder if, again, and I have to stress, if this happened, because I don't know, we don't know for sure, that Trev Alberts met with Eric Bieniemy. you have to wonder how well that actually went. And if it stops there, I would imagine Trev Alberts is going to meet with a lot of different people. Uh, so you just have to wonder, all right, so he might have met with Eric Bieniemy, but how serious is the interest how serious is it on both sides? And if it's if it's there and he interviewed well and he's got a good idea on what direction he wants to take the program, I'm with you. I think he could be a really good recruiter. I think for a long-term play, Bienemy's better. I think Urban Meyer gives you that jolt you need right now, but I don't think Urban Meyer's leaving Fox. I mean, he said as much that he's not interested in that. Ah, uh, Urban Meyer would leave leave being a broadcaster to be a head coach at a premier program again, I would think. But isn't Nebraska I would think a premier that if, program? Well, B- Big Ten program, yeah, probably. For him, yes. I mean, he's he's not going to get, you know, he's he's not going to get Florida again or Ohio State. But here's why I think Urban Meyer's a good fit. Is he the right long-term fit? Probably not because everywhere he leaves, there's some sort of controversy, it seems like, when he leaves there, right? So – Long-term, no, but I don't know that Nebraska is going to be in a position where they can look to the long-term. I don't know if they're going to be able to go that route again and get the patience that they need because, you know, Scott Frost was given an appropriate amount of time, certainly, but he wasn't the right hire. And fans are sort of becoming disinterested in turning on it when it's Scott Frost, right? So... If you try to do a rebuild and you need, let's say it needs three years, which seems reasonable. Let's say you hire Bienemy and, and he needs three years to really turn things around. You think they're going to really have the, the patience there and the ability to be patient enough to wait three years? That's what that's that's why I don't think this is an attractive job for somebody like Lance Leipold. Because I, I don't know that that fan base is ready right now to sort of throw in the towel on what's really needed there. And that is an entire rebuild. I don't think the fan base there is ready for that because they thought they just went through that anyway. The reason I think urban Meyer makes a lot of sense is because say what you will about urban Meyer and his NFL joke of a tenure, notwithstanding he's done this now like four times, Bowling Green, Utah, Florida, Ohio state, same result every time, right? Immediate success. And honestly, so uh, yeah. Nebraska, like maybe even if you knew it was going to end ugly for whatever reason, the short-term immediate success could set you up then to do things and have long-term success a la Ohio State now, who's a perennial power without Urban Meyer, but let's not you know, sugarcoat who brought them, you know, back to prominence. It was Urban Meyer. Yeah, so I think that you can kind of equate uh, a potential Urban Meyer hiring at Nebraska kind of along the same lines of Kansas hiring Les Miles. Uh, You know, trying to take a big swing, a national championship winning coach, 
to come in and win the press conference and get donors excited and a big name who can show off his ring to get recruits on campus and, and all of that in the short term. I think a lot of Kansas fans at the time were like, all right, yeah, you know, we can get on board with this. We're excited for the big name. Uh, he'll be here for a couple of years, and then he'll hand the program off in a better shape than the way that he found it. So I think that you can equate that. However, ultimately, that didn't work at Kansas. I'm not suggesting that it would be as big of a dumpster fire for Nebraska and Urban Meyer as it was for Kansas and Les Miles, but ultimately, I think it would end in a similar way where it's probably not going to work to the extent of the expectations that Nebraska fans have. And then at that point, then maybe they'll want to actually do a real big time rebuild in Nebraska. So that that's my thought. Bruce Feldman from the athletic and Fox sports. He's reporting that Nebraska has three guys that are at the top of their list. Matt Campbell, Bill O'Brien, Lance Leipold. Those are the three names, according to Bruce Feldman that Trev Alberts has I guess zeroed in on or lead the list as far as possible candidates. Uh, um, that's kind of what that's what he's been reporting right now is those three guys lead the list oh for Nebraska. No, that's not good. That's not good. Where does Leipold rank on that list? I mean, that's the real question. Iowa State's three and zero. They're actually favored against Baylor at home this week, which surprised me a little bit. Um. I think where Lance Leipold ranks on that list is pretty important. Is Nebraska going to be the job that finally pulls Matt Campbell away from Iowa State? Maybe. I mean, the money will be there, right? Like Matt Campbell's last year was Iowa State's year. Uh, Bill Bill O'Brien, I assume, would take it. What's Bill O'Brien even doing right now? Why is he so interesting to everybody? Yeah, he's the offensive coordinator for Nick Saban right now. So, um, okay. You know, that's that's part of it. But if, if yeah, and, the, and those the article, guys have success, yeah, those yeah. rebounds have success. Yeah. If the uh, the article from The Athletic tells you anything uh, and I'm looking at the tweet right now, the image that shows up when you link that article on Twitter is of Lance Leipold leading ah. the Jayhawks into battle uh, the the tweet from Bruce Feldman says, and this was two days ago, 10 days into Nebraska's coaching search, sources tell us that. And this is the order in his tweet. Lance Leipold, Matt Campbell, and Bill O'Brien are high on the Huskers list as Nebraska's process begins to unfold. Uh, Lance Leipold has been more firm in his, you know, love for KU in the last couple of days than he was in the first time he was asked about this. The good news for Jayhawk fans is no matter what, the team did not appear to be distracted by it last week. Um, so that's that's the best news in the short term. In the long term, I don't know. I I, I initially I thought no chance. Then we thought, uh oh, he wants that job. Now I don't know what to think. I just let's just hope for Kansas fans that Nebraska doesn't zero in him as their top choice. That's that's I think I think that's where we we can leave that because it's going to be uncomfortable if he does end up being their top choice. Eight six nine twelve forty. The number here on Sports Daily will continue on a Thursday edition. Uh, we'll look ahead to Thursday Night Football. What do we think about this game? Is it Does it mean anything in the AFC? I think it could. I think it might. We'll talk about Thursday Night Football when we return.